I'm Paul. And I'm Wyatt. And this is Father Son 49ers Talk. How are you doing, Wyatt? Good. How about you? And I'm doing good. So Wyatt and I actually, he was down here for the summer and we recorded a podcast right after the second preseason game. That way we wouldn't have to do it while he was up in Iowa at the state fair and was busy doing a bunch of other stuff with his other family. And when I went to edit it, there was a ton of background, not just background noise, I could edit that out, but there was like popping and clicking and there was some error with the way we were recording. And I think it was recording off of my computer mic and not my podcast mic. So unfortunately we weren't able to release that and we weren't able to do it again. But we did have a second pod, or it was actually our third podcast about the second preseason game. We weren't able to do it. And I don't think I actually told you that, did I, Wyatt? You did not. Oh, yeah. I did not hear about that. But that's why that the podcast wasn't released. Was that when I went to edit it, we weren't able to actually push that out, unfortunately. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. But we can kind of go through and do a little bit of a recap of what we, some of the takeaways we took from that game as well. Okay, bud? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have some kind of big news, right? You just started school. Just started school. Just got football started. Yeah, I got football started, right? So what's going on at football practice? Well, my defensive position's basically been set. I'm going to be a DB anywhere in the DB range. Um, I thought I was going to be a wide receiver until – or, uh, yeah, wide receiver. Until our quarterback – I don't know. The coach just didn't like the way he ran the offense in his arm and – he didn't really trust his arm, as the coach said. So he tried me off a quarterback. And now it's basically I'm trying to get the quarterback spot between me and him and then another guy. So I guess a kind of a change of plans. And now I am went from thinking I was going to be a wide receiver to a quarterback. It's Man. A a change. Yeah, we had a conversation earlier today about it, right? And you were telling me that the hardest part about being a quarterback is what? The footwork. The footwork. Yeah. Everyone can get their arm under control. I mean, getting that footwork in while you're trying to make the reads, it's not hard, but I used to play quarterback, so I think I have a little bit of advantage over a few people. I don't know. I can't but, get these arms under control. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Just the footwork because you want to stand still in the pocket, but then you know you can't. It's just. I don't know, a bunch of mental stuff you got to get down, basically. Right, yeah, so you're looking at you're looking at playing quarterback and, and doing some stuff, but you guys are going through football practice, and say, how many football practices you guys had so far? Five. Five, yeah. Okay, five. yeah. Yeah, five. Nice, yeah, and your first week of school, how's school going? You learn anything? Not yet. Man, so I've I rem- sat there and collected books. Sat there and collected books. Read this book, read that book. Yeah, no, I, you know, I was, it was pretty funny because when you were younger, I asked you one time, I said, Hey, Wyatt, what'd you learn today at school? And you were like, you weren't that old. You had to have been seven, eight. And I said, Wyatt, what'd you learn at school? And you said, dad, I didn't learn anything. I said, okay, Wyatt, let's make a promise. Every single day you're going to come back and I'm going to ask you, what'd you learn? And you're going to have to tell me one thing you learned at school. And you said, Dad, you know I don't have to pay attention. I said, well, no, you got to tell me what you learned. He's like, Dad, I can Google that. You were eight years old. You're like, I can Google that. <laughs> <laughs> what did I learn in school today? 
You learned how to Google. Yeah, mm. right. GTS, Google that stuff. No, I'm going to start using that now. I yeah. had never heard that, but I'm going to start using that. You start using that way. Yeah, Google that stuff. That's pretty good. So that's one of the things that we use that at work sometimes. It's like, how do you do that? I don't know, man. Google it. Google that stuff. That's how you do it. And you go through them. But yeah, that's pretty awesome. So you started school, you started football practice. And it's pretty neat to hear you talking about feet work and running routes and doing that kind of stuff. So it's it's fun to listen to you talk about it. Okay, so we had the uh, preseason game, right? Yeah. Uh, we played the Colts. Played the Colts. Didn't end up winning, but it was a close game. There's a lot of good takeaways. Yeah, it was a close game. So we were actually, it's the preseason, right? And I saw on Facebook, one of my Facebook friends posted, it was like, oh, my ex's team finally won a game. Uh, congratulations to him. And it just made me laugh because it was the Browns was what she was talking about. But she had zero clue that it was a preseason game. And technically, the Browns still haven't won a game. And yeah, they've won one game in two years. Uh, yeah, one game in two years. And last year, they went undefeated in the preseason. So it doesn't matter. You know, I mean, like they went undefeated in the preseason, but that doesn't mean they won a game because they still went undefeated, kind of. I mean, they had a perfect season, so they... They had a, they had a perfect season. I mean, they did have a darn um, parade for uh, having a perfect season. They did have a parade for a perfect season. Yeah, so, the, you know, they were kind of perfect, yeah. The 49ers, you know, though, there was a long time last year that we were wondering, are the 49ers going to be that team? I kind of almost wish they were. And what? Extent, no. Almost. I wish they would have got Jimmy G, but then would have got a better pick in the draft. Oh, man. You know, I get what you're saying. But, I mean, wow. I mean, those five games, those five games, it's like, Okay. Wow, this podcast I mean, took a completely different direction. So we got to talk about this for just a second, okay? <laughs> so you would have rather gone un, gone un, got a better pick. Well, so you you say win one or two games rather, and not five. Uh, yeah. So that way we got a better pick rather than nine. Okay. Well, I get that, and you know, there's there's a part of me that was like thinking that too when it was, the season was going on. But when we start winning games, it's like, yeah, okay, we're winning. But what happens is I don't really believe in momentum going from one season to another. And no, neither this, do I. This, this preseason, this week was a perfect example. Nick Foles. Nick Foles was the MVP, MVP of, of, the, Super of the Super Bowl. Bowl. And he looked ridiculous this week. He just he, – he looked like he didn't belong. He tripped himself in the end zone. I mean, he got a touchback. Like um, – or – Man, it was just, it was, yeah, safety. Yeah, he got a safety, tripped himself, got a safety, and then did all kinds of crazy stuff. I mean, he was throwing interceptions, just looked way over his head. And so momentum really, I don't know. But From one season to the other, I feel like there's so much that goes on in the off season, and the off season so long. It's, I don't know, momentum just doesn't carry over that long. But it's still pretty cool because. You know, we got I mean, Jimmy G. It was cool that we, yeah, it was cool that we won games. So here's the thing: if we didn't win those games, and there's a lot of things that could be said, do we go and give Jimmy Garoppolo the contract we gave him, and do we move forward with the confidence that he is our quarterback? 
right? If we didn't win those games, would we have gone and drafted a quarterback? Well, I mean, there's a lot of ifs. Yeah, you got a point. You have a very good point. Yeah. But I think if we wouldn't have, um, let's say we didn't sign Jimmy G, or we signed him just not to the contract and everything he has now, I almost say that they say, I don't know, like, if we got, like, let's say the four or five pick, I don't think they would have went out and got a quarterback myself. Yeah, probably not. I think they would, I, I don't, I think they would have went and got out Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward, who got hurt this week, right? Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that and then hurt we my heart. Went and got, then we went and got Richard Sherman. But. Mm, yeah, we might have still done it. We still need, we don't have a lot of depth there at that position. Oh. We still might have got him. But yeah, you're right. There's there's a lot of ifs. I see the benefits of what people say. You know, we're saying that, hey, lose the games. Not really lose them on purpose, but if you lose them. That was the one bright side, right? Where we're losing games and it's like, well, at least we're going to get a better pick. And But then we started winning and everything was good and everybody was happy. And we got to see Jimmy Garoppolo go out and, you know, conquer all yeah. and do that kind of stuff. So that was good. Okay. It's so let's get, in, let's get into the Colts game. So with the Colts game, obviously we lost the game, but what were your thoughts? Oh, I don't. Well, my biggest, like the thing that not really takeaways, more of just a surprise, like I did not see that coming, was Alfred Morris coming out, dropping eighty-four yards in the first quarter or the first half, like. If you Man. let's say he played the whole game and kept that route, that's 168 yards. Well, and he had what 84 yards? 84 yards first half. Yeah, first or, half. I actually was writing notes as the plays went by, and the first thing I wrote is first run. Morris looked explosive. Man, he came out and just crushed it. He came out and he he made a statement with that run, and then he kept on making it throughout the game. Yeah, it was like boom, boom. Boom. Yeah, unfortunately, like, it was, was it explosive. It was like it wasn't just like boom truck people. It was smart running. Mm-hmm. Like you saw him sit there, wait for those holes to open, and then he would take the hole, and then there's ten yards. Yeah. It, it, like it was smart running. It was good yards after contact. It was just overall like phenomenal. I, I actually wrote especially, all those. Go ahead. Especially coming out of a guy that no one knows if he was even going to make a roster spot. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, that's perfect. We haven't actually talked since we signed Morris, right? And so when you sign Morris, my initial thought, I mean, everybody's initial thought is, is he a is he a preseason camp body or is he going to make the roster? And everything you said, we actually haven't really talked about the game yet. This is the first time we're really talking about it in depth. And everything that I wrote about Morris, you have you already said. I mean, like I said, explosive. The second thing I wrote was that, he was patient. You could see him run, and he's looking for the holes. And when he saw him, it was cut and run. And then he kept his feet moving. There were a couple drives there where he hit people, and he just kept his feet moving, and he was driving, and he was getting yards. And it looked good. There was, like, three runs there, and like, three or four runs that I saw just, I, like, I can tip, move off the top of my head, where he got hit in the backfield and still got, like, a nine-yard gain out of it or a 10-yard gain. Like, yeah, and I have, I just wrote this down because I don't know with me, I'm happy with any running back. I don't know. 
I should have looked what Le'Veon Bell's was last year. I think Le'Veon Bell's average yards per game was like a four point something or another. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. And Alfred Morris was averaging four point nine yards a game. Well, yeah, I mean, he's uh, I can't remember what the stat was. It was like a four point five. I think it was more than that yards per carry runner throughout his career now of course his two top his two best seasons were his first two seasons with Kyle Shanahan and he looked comfortable he he looked like he knew the offense he's only been with us for two weeks week and a half two weeks and he he looked comfortable he looked like he knew what he was doing what was expected of him and he knew where he should be I was just really impressed with it so my takeaways from the game oh go ahead no go ahead my question is, is Alfred Morris being so comfortable with that? Is that because of already knowing the, the Shanahan style of play? Already well, just, playing with Shanahan? Mm-hmm. Yeah, not just the style, but the actual offense. So, and, you know, this, this is another thing. It actually kind of brings up uh, another point is that, yeah, I absolutely do think that that's largely due to the fact that he's familiar with the Shanahan offense and just kind of knows he kind of moved in. I mean, obviously you have to relearn. When you haven't done something for a while, you kind of have to relearn, become reacquainted, refamiliarized. But when you already know something, relearning it the second time, it isn't as steep of a learning curve. You know, you you hit that that peak. So once you kind of bust over, everything kind of just falls into place, and you start moving perfectly again. Not perfectly, but you know, it's it's a lot more natural. So yeah, I hundred percent agree. But another thing we're talking about is like scheming. Everybody talks about oh, you know, we have video on Kyle Shanahan and. All this other stuff. There was a beat. There was a beat writer. Some writer was talking about Jimmy Garoppolo, and saying how he, you know, he wasn't. He didn't really have a great um, presence. I, I don't really want to talk about it a whole lot because I'm I'm kind of losing a little bit of what he said, and I don't want to misquote him. So I'll kind of move on from that just a little bit. But they talk about video and stopping plays and scheming and that kind of stuff. Shanahan has used this offense in every single one of his coaching jobs, and nobody can stop him. Mm-mm. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, Alfred Morris, they're all going to be successful because they have Shanahan as a coach, and he knows how to scheme and, and he knows how to run. Yeah, and on that, like, uh, having footage on people, especially with the quarterback position, I feel like a lot of people say, well, they have footage on him. They know what he likes to do now. I don't believe in that, no matter what. If let's say Tom Brady, everyone has footage on Tom Brady. Can anyone stop him? Well, the difference is that Tom Brady, and this is what I've said about Shannon, about Jimmy Garoppolo, is that Tom Brady is a quarterback that knows how to play quarterback. He knows how to read defenses. He knows how to anticipate. He knows how to go through his progressions and find the open man. It doesn't matter how much video you have. If you can't get to him. He's going to di- dissect you because he knows what you're going to do. And he is able to progress to the open man. And then he has the arm talent to get the ball to the open man. And if that's what you're good at as a quarterback, it doesn't matter how much video you have. You can't stop him. You need other playmakers to stop him. You can't scheme a stop for that. You have to have other playmakers that can make athletic plays that, that are able to stop that. Mm-hmm. It's not a scheme and thing. Another thing, yeah. Another thing is um between like this is going off. I know I'm like going back and forth between quarterbacks here, but a lot of different quarterbacks have different things. Peyton Manning didn't have the arm 
that everyone, like a lot of the big name quarterbacks have. Mm-hmm. What he had was the ability to read defenses, go through his progressions, find the open man. Like, I feel like that's bigger than there's a lot of arm talent. Yeah, he was a, ser- a cerebral quarterback, right? Yeah, but there's not a lot of guys that can do what Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. There's not a lot of people that can do what they do. Now, you take a quarterback like Colin Kaepernick, who had issues progressing through his reads. And when when Colin was going through and he was playing, I was all on the Colin train. And I still like him as the quarterback. I still believe that he's a starting caliber quarterback. Now, he may not be the top 10 caliber that we like. But, I mean, he's. I think he's definitely within the top 30 quarterbacks in the world. You know, I think that he probably is the top 30, 32 quarterback in the world, but he he's limited. He's limited in his arm and his, his reading abilities. He has issues going through progressions. And more than that, he has issues with touch. He just, he couldn't learn it. He just threw the ball like a rocket every single time. And there are times you need touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but yeah, so yeah, you know, with certain quarterback styles, you video doesn't matter, but others quarterback styles, it does. Mm-hmm. we're getting really off track but... okay so we'll get back on track so my initial thought is this with just my initial thought for the game as i kind of think about it all and i'm, I'm talking more first first team offense impressive yeah, I was talking. it was impressive we had some really nice drives but which has kind of been the mo of the 49ers we shot ourselves in the foot with penalties drop passes we just weren't able to convert in the red zone we were able to drive, but we weren't able to convert yeah. in the red zone. I have, like, wrote down right now, I have the exact same thing you just said. On, like, the, I like, I have the goods and then I have the bads. The biggest bad I have is, well, we kicked ourselves and kicked ourselves, basically. Penalties, they were crazy. We had them left, right. I mean, good play. Alfred Morris, 10-yard run, holding. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there was a lot of that. Yeah, we and took ourselves out of the red zone twice. It was twice? No, we took ourselves oh, out of the red was... zone with penalties. Oh, oh yeah, with penalties. We got ourselves in the red zone three times, mm-hmm. and all, or four times, and three of those we had to settle for field goals. Yeah, and one of them we, we just went on fourth down and weren't able to convert. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's five. I, oh, I forgot about that one. It's five. Yeah, so we have uh, we, we actually we need, uh, we need well it wasn't five drives because I think we only had five actual drives for the offense itself through the whole thing. So the first the first drive maybe one of the field goals yeah oh, well, one of the field goals for was from like thirty two yards out. Yeah, so one of the so our first drive right here was four plays and that was a kickoff and that was a horrible drive the very first drive in the first half absolutely horrible it was four drives. And but the one thing that I will say, it was four plays. But the one thing I will say is this is I was really excited to see the commitment to the long ball. They were throwing so long I. to Goodwin in that first play, third, in that first round. Third uh third and what was it? Third and eight. Uh Jimmy G just trusted in Goodwin and put it up to him. I mean, it, it wasn't a completion. But does that prove that Maybe not. Maybe not everyone else believes in Jimmy G's long ball, but does Jimmy G believe in his own long ball? Yeah, there, you can definitely see. There's been a lot of reports that Goodwin and Jimmy Garoppolo have been working on that long pass together, and they were trying to show it, and they did connect. So they were doing that. Oh, Rondo Sports just went live right now. 
Oh. <laughs> yeah, Rombo Sports. But yeah, so, so uh, go ahead. On that like connection, I don't know what it was, but this is just like pure athleticism. This play, like when I saw this, I I don't know. I just about dropped my phone until I was watching on NFL Game Pass. It was absolutely crazy. So the play where uh, Jimmy G overthrew Marquise Goodwin a little bit, and Marquise mm-hmm. Goodwin came down, toe dragged like an inch away from the sidelines, and fell out. Did you see? He was out of bounds. Play? He was out of bounds. Actually, yeah. I remember what writing I, a note. I yeah, I agree. But it was it was athletic. Like, it looked good. But the people that were like the announcers said, uh. They went on hurry offense there because they knew that was out of bounds. Mm-hmm. The other team's coach had the red flag in his hand when they yeah, shot the ball. That was actually, I had that written down on my notes too, mm-hmm. um, was that I really liked the coaching call to just hurry up and go. You know, don't let the... Just like, boom. I have to say too, with the game pass, it was really annoying to hear the Colts radio announcers on it. It was just so, so annoying. It was. Yeah, it was. Did, did you they, watch... They only did... Did you watch the expedited version? I watched the on Game quick Pass? version. Yeah, the quick version, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you didn't hear all the commentary with them. It was annoying. Mm-mm. No, that's yeah. kind of why I ended up... I was going to watch the long version, and then I got about five minutes in, and I realized it was Colts, and I went to the expedited version. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, not happening. Yeah, that was annoying. But yeah, that was a super cool play. So we're going to go into... Uh, kind of my takeaways from it. And we'll get into some of this other stuff too that we've already kind of covered some of it as we go through. So we'll kind of speed through some of that. And my first takeaway was Morris was explosive. I mean, he just looked good. He really did. I have, he uh, was a great, he showed great patience. He really did. And you could see that. You could see him sit back. He It was kind of like Frank Gore. I mean, that's the one thing with Frank Gore that he was so awesome at was he just, he had that patience. And when he saw the hole, he hit it and just drove and he did that cut and run. There were times you could see him cut and run. And then he looked confident with that. Marshawn used to do that a lot in the going up the gut. Mm -hmm. Marshawn, you would see him have a lot of smart cut and run plays. Yeah. He really did look good as they went through that. We already talked about the red zone offense. The red zone offense, we were able to drive, but we got the red zone. We just weren't able to convert. And that's, man, I don't know what is going on with the Niners. We did that with Harbaugh. It was just like field goal after field goal after field goal. And then just any time we get to the red zone, we need to work on that red zone efficiency. And I think it will come with Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo and the offense. And I think that we're going to build. And I kind of warn, I'm going to warn some people. I'm going to warn us and me and you for our expectations. I think the Niners are going to be good this year. I don't think we're going to be good at first. I agree. I 100% yeah. agree. It's going to take time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, think I feel it, like I feel like it's going to get better as the year goes on. Mm-hmm. I do too. Yeah, I really do. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a rough couple games. I don't know if we're going to beat the Vikings. I could see us beating the Vikings, but um, 100%. I can also see us losing. I do think that we're yeah. going to meet the Vegas line. So I think that we'll beat the Vegas line, but uh, it's going to be, I, I don't know where to go with that game. I don't want to get into it yet. Yeah, we'll do that next podcast, actually. So we'll, we'll set that up yeah. and we'll kind of go over what we're expecting for the first four games, give a full season projection, and then we'll 
with the caveat that, hey, after the fourth game of the regular season, we're going to redo our expectations. Because I think that with any given year, teams just change so much that projecting outside of the first four games is kind of hard. So we'll wait and do that. Okay, so red zone, we already talked about that for a lot uh, and and extensively before, right? Okay, so then uh, defensive line looked good against the run. I was really impressed with the line. So, yeah, shut down the run game. Like Naheem Hines or whatever, uh, he didn't get hardly anything. There's a few runs, but it looked amazing against the run. Yeah, we really did look good. And we got a little bit of pressure. I still think that we need help with pass rush. But the the line, both lines, I'm going to say both lines, both the offensive and defensive line. I think that our fronts, our big guys down on the lines, this game just looked better. So I was, I feel a lot better about the offensive line specifically. I feel a, a, I don't know, significantly better than I did in the last couple preseason games. Um, but the defensive line looked good. I do think that we need to work on pass, pass rush, and I'm a little bit concerned still but I was significantly better. You have anything to add with that? Oh, what? You're, you're dragging with your feet, I think, or your arms. There you go. That's better. Oh, yeah. Sorry. No, um, not really. You kind of just, you summed everything up that I had to say. Okay. So my fourth takeaway was we finally saw Pierre Gerson. Yes, that was mine as well. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was like my third. Yeah, man, we we finally got to see him come in. Two receptions, he, 40 yards. Yeah, two receptions, 40 yards. And, it, you know, and they were in big plays, too, when they came through. And it, it was it was good. It really was good. And those were my four takeaways. We can kind of go through the drives just real quick. There were a couple takeaways in the drives. We already kind of went through the first drive. Uh, the first drive was – the first drive of the game was a four-play drive. Uh, we It wasn't impressive. We had some penalties. And – we had to we had to punt, but it was nice to see the commitment to the deep ball. So they started throwing, and that's the, you know it's preseason, so you know it's and it's the first first drive of the game. You would like to drive all the way down, but you know what else? Do you have anything else for that drive? Uh, I like to look at good and everything. So I knew it was going to be a good game for Alfred Morris when the first play of the game he goes ten yards. Yeah, yeah, and it, it was a holding penalty. There was a holding penalty first play as well, which he went back. But mm-hmm. it was if without that holding penalty, it would have been a ten yard gain. Yeah, and I actually have this. So we went with him for the first two plays, and I have right here. Um, Morris kept his feet going on that second drive, and then actually we went run again for the third play of that drive. Oh no, we it was a pass uh, to um, Mustard. Yeah, that's what it was. So it was a catch, but we weren't able to convert. And then we punted. Okay, so then the second drive was a seven-play drive. So it was a little bit longer. But again, we weren't able to convert, right? We need to watch red zone offense. We got down there. And then that one... Go ahead. That was our first... I think it was like 11-yard reception. That was the first Garston reception was in second drive. Yeah, he had that nice pass to Garston over the middle. Garston over the middle. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, that was perfectly placed ball, too. Did you see that? He put passed it right to the left yeah. of the defender. That looks really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Jimmy a Garfield. very clean pass. Yeah, that did look good. I really enjoyed that. And going through, and then uh, the fifth play, Morris saw 
the hole and cut. That's where I saw him on that fifth play right there. Morris, I saw he saw the hole and he cut and he just went for it. It was good. Uh, but that we had drop passes. So we had a screen, a screen pass that was just dropped. I mean there was three of those. One in the red zone. Mm-hmm. One yeah. of them like second and five and it was from the backup tight end. What's his name? Yeah, I'm drawing a blank right now. I had his name written down, but I can't remember. But yeah, that was this play. Yeah. That was this play where he dropped it, just dropped the ball. And then we had the slant. And then we had the slant, which also probably should have been caught. That was in the red zone. Remember that slant they had come through and the guy dropped the ball. It still wouldn't have been a touchdown because Jimmy uh, was to the right. So Jimmy just picked it up. He didn't even look anywhere else. He just picked up and he threw right at him and uh, it hit his hands, but there was people all around him and he probably could have came down with it. Mm Mm-hmm. There was a couple hard hits in there as well. I mean, yeah, but it still wouldn't have been a touchdown because he had two defenders right there. I don't think he would have made it in, but he probably should have caught the ball in general. But again, red zone offense, right? So that was the second, the second drive was seven plays. We had a drop pass, and we actually had two drop passes there because you had the slant, and um, you know we weren't able to convert. Yeah, we weren't able to convert the third drive. It was a little bit longer. It was 10 plays, and it was a significant amount. I mean, we drove clear down from, I think it was the 20-25, clear into the red zone. But we weren't able to convert. A couple of things that I have here was that um, that was the quick run. That was the that was the Garcon catch. Garcon catch that – or not Garcon, the Goodwin catch that was out of bounds probably. And well, not probably. I think it was out of bounds. But then they did the hurry-up run to get to that. And then we had the the ninth um, real nice throw by Garoppolo, uh, but dropped, right, by mm-hmm. Hecatini or something like that. So that was a drop pass, and we had a couple drop passes in that. So uh, that was the that was the one that – that was an actual touchdown pass. So I think that they made it to the red zone. They got a penalty, which pushed them out of the red zone. Yeah, so second hold. That was the hold that took us out of the red zone in this drive here. So we got that hold. We were in the red zone. There was an offensive holding, which took us out of the red zone. And then Garoppolo immediately had a pass right over the center that was dropped. That was a touchdown. And if you have if you have Hiddle in there, that's a touchdown. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so my note for that is uh, it was a good long drive, but again, we weren't able to convert into the red zone. So in the fourth drive, which was the, I believe, the last drive of the the first half, this one was 17 plays. 17-play drive, which really was pretty pretty nice because we were able to drive down, and we we kept Andrew Luck from having a lot of time to go in and try and get points before the end of the half. So that was really nice. And this was awesome. This play, now the end was a little bit sketchy, and we'll get to that here in a second. But there were four, four third down conversions. It's crazy. Yeah, and there were two of them to Goodwin. Those were two of them were to Goodwin, and then we had Morris with some runs. Uh, we had a great pass to Goodwin. There were a couple good passes. So that first and 10, it was third and six on the first at the beginning on the third play of the drive, went straight to Goodwin, yeah. which was a nice catch. Then the other one that went to Goodwin was, it was the 12th play. It was third and three, and it was just a nice a nice pass to Goodwin as well. 
Oh, and this was the this drive right here. So the twelfth play, man, this was awesome. Uh, third and three to Goodwin. That particular third down pass. That was the one. Did you see that pass where Jimmy Garoppolo did the sidearm pass? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was the play. And that, you know, that is what makes him unique. That is what makes Jimmy Garoppolo. It doesn't matter what film you have on him. There are there are only a few quarterbacks in the NFL that can do it. The only one that comes to mind right now is Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is the only other quarterback that I know of and have watched consistently throw at those weird arm angles like that. Now, I think that um Russell Wilson also does that. So Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. A little bit. Yeah, There's Russell a Wilson. Bit of Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and Jimmy Garoppolo. But Jimmy Garoppolo and Aaron Rodgers are phenomenal at that. That play was so awesome. But yeah. immediately after that, we had two. It wasn't actually immediately. It was um, so there was the 14th play, which was uh, first and ten. Uh, Pierre, I had Pierre beasting it. Um, I don't, I don't remember that play specifically. But then. You had the two batted passes at second and six and third and six on the 15th and 16th play of the drive. Two passes right in a row that should have been intercepted and were not. Okay, yeah, I remember that. One was, weren't we in the red zone at this point? Mm-hmm. Or really, yeah. no, like red zone. Yeah, we were. Close to it. Yeah. Yeah, I was right there. And he. And this is what we were saying with Jimmy Garoppolo before is that. You know, he, he was trying to fit it, that second one. He was trying to fit into a tight window and he, he trusts himself to do that. And you're going to take some bad with the good. Mm-hmm. But, you're going to see some like, wow, why, yeah. why'd you throw that ball? And then there's going to be some like, holy crap. How'd you do that? Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. Holy cow. No. <laughs> okay. No, uh, yeah. So. You know, those are some really nice drives that we had. We had three really nice drives that were, you know, long drives across the field, but we weren't able to convert in the red zone, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Then we went into the second half, and the first play of the second, and the first drive of the second half, the starters came in. And unfortunately, it wasn't a great drive. It really wasn't. So it wasn't a good drive. No, there wasn't anything really that. I, I didn't really take much out of that drive at all. Yeah. Other than just we started off kind of slow, both the first drive of the the opening drive and the and opening the, drive of the second half. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So and that that was the okay. go ahead. So go ahead, White. Okay. Um really I I I'm not gonna go over drives, but um a little thing that I guess doesn't get looked at and I see why. But Dante Pettis showed what he did in college on punt returns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the one, the one I think it was like a twenty-six yard punt return. I mean, yeah, that d- was a that. I mean, punt returns aren't huge, but I mean, let's say he gets it on the twenty-yard line. If he gets a twenty-six yard punt return, now we're four yards off of midfield versus seventy-yard drive versus fifty. Yeah, he looked impressive. I mean, yeah, punt returns. He looked impressive. Yeah, I was impressed. Just a little thing. It's just a little thing I noticed. Doesn't really make a big difference, but yeah. yeah, that was good, you know. And he Dante Pettis, and I'm I'm excited to see him, and I'm excited for Alfred Morris. Okay, so that that covers the the first team offense. You know, Bethard looked better. He looked better this time. He had a better stat line, and he mm-hmm. was he was completing. 
And McNichols looked good too. So it was going through and the second team. We won't get too much there into that. We've one, been on, go ahead. There's one really questionable play with McNichols on like I was questioning his like reads. Not really reads, but just like thought process. Mm-hmm. So he had four guys on him and he was falling to the ground. And um I think it was Naheem Mustard got hit and was nowhere near and there's two guys on him and then he tried to hand the ball off. Mm, Still. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's falling. Mustard was getting pushed back, and he still tried to hand the ball off. Like, yeah, you see those sometimes. You see those plays, and you just gotta, you know, shake your head and realize that, hey, those guys are pros. I'm not, but they're also learning. So they're learning. That's that's why he's a third string, and that's why Bethard is a third, uh, second string. Is they're learning, they're progressing, they're not quite there yet, and uh, that probably wasn't the best course of action, right? Yeah, so we're going to definitely do that. Okay, uh, the defense. You know, the defense, the run defense was really good. Um, I enjoyed mm. that. The pat, Our secondary didn't look great, but there were some flashes. You know, there was some promise there. Withers, Witherspoon had a few good plays, which I like to see. Yeah. Sherman had a couple good plays. Yeah, and oh my goodness, we're – we're so far into this podcast and we haven't even mentioned that Richard Sherman, this was the first time that he was on the field during game, during like an actual game environment with the 49ers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he looked solid. Um, I would have liked to see between him or Witherspoon, don't really, probably Sherman, he's more. I would like to see T.Y. Hilton get shut down a little bit more than he did. But Yeah, they definitely had some work to do. So, I mean, like I said, there were some flashes. Oh, Reuben Foster went out with a concussion. Oh my goodness! Yeah. I mean, that's the that's one of the main concerns with Reuben Foster. I mean, well, there's two main concerns with Reuben Foster. One, can he even get onto the field because of his off-field behavior? Yeah. And two, when he's on the field, every single game Reuben Foster is on the field, he gets busted. He hits the ground, doesn't get up, and your heart just clenches, and you're like, oh. What's gonna is happen? He, is, yeah. is he is he done for the year? Is he done for the game? Yeah. Is he back in next play. I'm getting all these like, gray hairs. He's giving me more. Right. <laughs> Half of those are just from him. Now the good news is he's not going to be available for the next preseason game, which means that he's not going to be available to week to, until week three of the regular season. So he's going to have plenty he's not, of time. He's not even a lot. He's not even eligible till week like three. He yeah. has a, mm-hmm. I think it's a three game or four game suspension. It's a two game suspension. Oh, it's only two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's not eligible to play until week three. So we don't have to worry about him not clearing. He, I mean, he'll clear concussion protocol by then. But what's going to happen throughout the rest of the season? Is he is he going to be one of those guys that is out that of the sixteen? 16- is that going to be a thing that happens every game? Like he gets out of concussion protocol, another injury that keeps him out four weeks, back in. Maybe play two I mean, weeks. How many games are you going to see him every year? Are you going to see him 8, 10, 12 games out of 16 every year? I mean, is he going to miss? Is it standard that we are we setting ourselves to expect four, you know, two, four, six games a year that Ruben Foster is not going to be available due to injury? Yeah. And then on top of that, is he going to be able to keep himself out of trouble? Yeah. And are we going to miss two games every season anyway out of suspension and yeah, well, I mean, they'll start to build up. They'll get more and more intense as as those behaviors kind of happen, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
I mean, those are all good questions, right? So with the defense, I mean, you know, there's some work to do. We definitely need to, you know, the front line, we already said, look good. So the, the defensive line looked good with the run. I'd like to see a little bit more pass rush. But, I mean, still promising. Just like to get a little bit more of that. This needs a little bit more time to mature almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, Wyatt, what questions? You said you had a question for me. I have probably one question for you because I've kind of asked mine kind of. Okay, Mine ahead. is red zone. But my one question is, did Alfred Morris kind of secure a spot? Did he secure it? Yeah, and we kind of talked, we touched on this a little bit in the beginning, right? Absolutely. I, I think that Alfred Morris cemented himself on this roster. I wasn't positive before this game if he was going to be on the 49ers. I had a feeling that he probably was. I felt like he was uh, he was a good option. But if he the the argument against that, right, because you see Alfred Morris and you're like, hey, that makes sense. He can come on and he can be a positive influence on this team. But the argument that I think makes sense against that line of reasoning is that if Alfred Morris truly was that and he was valuable to the team or Shanahan thought he was valuable to the team, why wasn't he signed before now? Yeah. You got a point. And mm-hmm. he's not like the he's not the Shanahan like as Shanahan showed for the Niners, he's not that Shanahan style running back really. He's more <laughs> of an up to gut running back. Well, I can kind of see where you're going with that, but he was drafted by Shanahan. He he is like he's, he's the a, prototype. He's, he's he's the pro, he's like the initial Shanahan running back, right? So yeah. But I do think that I think that with this performance, he has a hundred percent established his ro- his roster spot on this team. Okay, I agree. 100%. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so here is my question to you, Wyatt: Should the 49ers be knocking down? the Raiders door to trade for Cleo Mack. I want to say yes so bad, but I have to say no. What? Why? What? Be- it's Cleo Mack and the Raiders. There's no way that they're going to give him up for something that we're willing to give. Like, what are we going to give for Cleo Mack? Two first rounds. Well, yeah, I see. I see what you're saying, but... Are we going to be able to upgrade? Let's say we can. Can we go out and get some help on the defensive line? Yeah, we can get Cleo Mack. And then up. I'm talking about in the draft. Oh. Can we do it in the draft with the first round pick and then do it and then upgrade somewhere else as well? Rather not than just go and his get Cleo Mack. Not if at his level. If we go, if we went eight into to nine games, we're not going to get a Cleo Mack in the draft. True. I mean, here's the thing. We have the money. We have like the fourth most money in the NFL right now. So I think last time, what was it? Was it $41 million we have? Yeah, it's uh, it's like 41.8 something million. We have the money to sign Clomac. So if we sign Clomac, we're going to have our our franchise quarterback. We're going to have a pass rusher we're gonna have like the pass rusher i mean he's he's you know top two or three defensive linemen in the nfl and he may be yeah no 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 he's no less than two no way no less than two okay yeah so no i mean you're looking you're looking at one or two right one or two 
By the way, um, well, anyway, we'll Cleo, Cleo Max like my favorite edge rusher in the NFL right now. Yeah, right. 100%. Okay. So we need to trade two first rounds. Look, two first rounds. True, true. Yes. I haven't heard any any noise about him going to us at all. I haven't heard anything about it. I just want to hear it. I just want to see something that says 49ers are interested or calling the Raiders. I just want to see it. It would be it would be awesome. Like if it happened, I would be excited. Very excited. Right? Okay. Well, why I mean, that was everything that we wanted to talk about and everything we wanted to go over. This podcast has gone pretty long too. Uh, do you have any any parting shots or last words? Not really. We covered everything and some. Okay, yeah. We're definitely gonna come through and and we wanted to Back on those weekly. Yeah, we need to get back on the podcast weekly. That's absolutely right. So, you know, you're coming back and we got to get your your school schedule worked out. So this was your first week of school and we kind of see how this is all going. You know, obviously next week's going to be the last preseason game. We're probably not going to talk a lot about that. It's it's really not anything. Yeah, as long as we don't lose any. It's going to be probably a little recap and more on to predictions for weeks one, two, three, four, right? Yep, yep, I think that's what we're going to end up doing. Okay, Wyatt, well, if you don't have anything else, then I love you, bud. Love you, Dad.